Hello and welcome to the podcast. You are listening to Diary of a Homeschooler, where we talk about all things homeschooling. I'm your host, Jenna Kelly. I homeschooled for three years myself through my junior high or middle school years and am now a homeschool mom to five beautiful kids aged 15 down to three. This episode is from my series, But How Do You Homeschool Through High School?, where I chat with homeschool parents who have supported their children as they graduated high school and moved on to other endeavors. Welcome to the podcast. Today I'm wanting to share with you a little bit about me and my family, my history with homeschooling, how I got where I am today, and why I'm doing this podcast. So I'm a homeschool mom to five. My oldest is 15, my baby is three, and I knew right from the start that I wanted to homeschool. Part of that was because I homeschooled myself for three years during my middle school period when I was going through my own education journey, and I found that really beneficial in my own experience to be able to look at education in a different way. I had the experience of both public school as well as homeschool and it made me ask a lot more questions as I was looking at what I wanted in my own family when I was ready to start having a family. And so that was actually a qualifying thing for my husband when I met him was that he was at least open and okay with homeschooling our kids. I knew right from the start that that's what I wanted to do. So I took a lot of time to do research on homeschooling and education and methodologies and pedagogy and that kind of thing uh, myself as well as understanding parenting and healthy relationships and that kind of thing. My mom was great. I I had a great relationship with my mom, but sometimes my relationship with my dad, I felt, struggled a little bit. He's a wonderful person, and I love him very much, but there were times where our relationship was a little bit of a struggle. And so it motivated me to really take the time to research relationships, marriage relationships, parenting relationships, and understand what goes into a healthy relationship. And what I have come to understand myself is that parenting is the foundational thing when you are homeschooling. When people start homeschooling they often think they have to be the teacher. We've got construction going on down in the basement just to let you know so if you're hearing sounds that's construction down in my basement. So a lot of people when they start homeschooling they look at so a lot of people when they start homeschooling they're thinking about how do I be effective at teaching like they are at teaching at school. I find that that can be a hindrance to the learning experience for our kids actually rather than helpful because what is foundational to that learning experience for your children at home is the parenting relationship. And so I've been able to really take the time to be able to do research on on what makes healthy relationships. I love the book Hold On To Your Kids. I also love the research done by Dr. John Gottman, and there are a few other resources that have been really helpful for me as well. The Newfield Institute has some great information as well on parenting and relationships. And so that piece has been really foundational for me in being able to help 
and support my kids the best I possibly can as they go through their life experience within our family but also their education journey and being prepared for adulthood and their independence beyond living at home in our family. And so I, I that has been a huge focus for me. Another reason it's been a really big focus is I have kind of taken those statistics and those observations of our culture at large and how little we understand about having healthy relationships, how high the divorce rates are, how often parents and children are estranged from each other, how often they struggle to communicate with each other. And so that has been, so that has been a really important piece to me to be able to understand and to implement in my life so that my children have those tools of healthy, of understanding how to have healthy relationships and what healthy relationships look like going into their future. I wanted it for myself, but I really wanted that for my kids. I decided to homeschool my kids because as I studied child development and educational practices, I didn't see an alignment of what child development said was benef most beneficial to the child and what educational practices were happening in most schools. That was my big reason. I really wanted to help my kids have that love of learning instilled in them and that they can continue to have that grow and develop and carry that with them throughout their whole life. I noticed in my own educational journey that as I had the opportunity to learn and grow as I wanted to, that love of learning really flourished. But when I was in a system where I was told what to learn, when to learn, and how to learn it, that diminished. And I wanted that to continually be able to flourish for my children. And so that was a big reason why I wanted to homeschool. I have my own educational philosophies, I guess you could say. A lot of them are very much in alignment with classical education, but we take a very unschooling type approach in our family where most of the learning is child-led learning. Uh, we take learning opportunities as they come. I do, however, believe strongly in building a family culture and having certain things that are just innately a part of how your family functions and that as you implement specific things into that family culture that it will encourage children to develop a respect and a love for those specific things. Things like work ethic and being able to understand how to make work important and enjoyable for yourself, taking pride in that work. Things like a love of reading and literature and so as we work together, particularly when we do dishes, I find that the kids really enjoy it when I take time to read, do a read aloud with them while, while they do the dishes. And there are little things like that that as you build them up together, it builds that family culture that provides a cohesive space for children to be able to learn and grow and to instill values in our children and be able to help them 
organically learn specific skills and certain knowledge sets. I have really appreciated that understanding that there are certain things that we don't just learn once, we need to be doing continually. And when we embrace that and pull it into our family culture, it helps that be instilled in our children as a lifestyle, as something natural for them to continue to do as they get older. And I find that every family is going to have different things that they they value, different things that they want to be a part of their family culture. But there are certain things that I, I feel are healthy to, for every family to have, understanding certain ways of relating and communicating with, with each other, certain ways of taking care of ourselves, certain ways of taking care of our home, and ways to be able to build positive relationships with each other, things that we enjoy doing together, things that we enjoy sharing with one another. And so that has been a lot of the motivating things for me to start to implement as I've looked at developing our family ch culture. That culture is was more challenging, I found, when my kids were small because there was so much time and energy put into just getting through each day with small children that have a lot of demands on your time and your energy. But as my kids have gotten older and we've been able to consistently have those pieces of family culture grow, they appreciate them so much. I know that the reading that, or the read aloud that I do with them while they clean up the kitchen after dinner, they ask me. I have asked them in the past if they would prefer that I help them or if they prefer that I read, and they almost always prefer that I would read. So that has just been something that's ingrained into how we function almost on a daily basis. Sometimes we miss out on that piece, but when we miss out on it more than one day in a row, they really miss it, and they ask me to read again and I've really appreciated that they like doing that together as a family, that we've found that piece that makes work enjoyable, that makes it so that we can have family discussions, that we have a trigger point that allows that to evolve in a natural way. When my kids were young, sometimes that child-led learning is challenging. It's very hard when we live in a culture that is so ingrained in being taught things, it's hard to trust the process of self-motivated learning. Particularly when it comes to specific skills like reading and mathematics. So my experience was very unique in the reading regard. I was in elementary school public school when I was learning to read and I really struggled up until I was about seven or eight and I was for grades one through halfway through grade two I was a grade level behind most of the other students in my class and then something clicked when I was seven or eight and I was by the end of grade two I was a grade level ahead but I still didn't like reading and then when I got into grade four, I had a teacher who loved books and just had books around all the time. 
and allowed us to be able to take her books and read them. We could borrow them from her. She'd make book recommendations to me. And my mom had continued to do read-alouds to me as well as I was approaching this age. And all of a sudden, something clicked inside of me and I just became a voracious reader at about the age of 10. And I would read for hours and hours and hours. I remember being 11 years old and reading The Hobbit for the first time and I couldn't put it down and it was, I finished it at four in the morning and had school the next day. <laughs> and, and I just, I was voracious. I, it was insatiable almost. And then it was interesting because I started homeschooling in seventh grade and I was the oldest. And my mom decided that she was going to homeschool all four of my other siblings as well. My, my littlest brother hadn't been born yet. And so my brother was in grade four, my sister, one of my sisters was in grade one and the other would have, one would have been starting kindergarten. And so she decided to homeschool all of my siblings from then until we all chose to attend public school for high school. And she homeschooled all of my siblings up until grade nine. And I got to watch as my sisters were allowed the freedom to start reading when they were ready to start reading. And they all, my brother, my brother was a very academically inclined person. And so reading came fairly naturally to him. But my sisters, I got to watch them as they got to had the opportunity to approach reading when they were ready to approach reading. My mom would just read to them a lot and both of them were not really inclined to start reading till they were about eight, the same age that I was when it finally clicked for me. And yet I had been forced for those first few years to do the reading. I feel like I was lucky because I had positive associations with reading before it clicked and even after it clicked with my mom reading books that I really enjoyed to me and listening to audiobooks and having a teacher who loved books and sharing that love with me. But sometimes I feel like there are a lot of kids out there who don't have that influence of someone sharing that love of literature with them in a way that they enjoy and so they don't have the opportunity to fall in love with books and with stories and they only have that negative association with books and with reading and, and I found that that was my husband's experience that he has shared with me. He's a little bit more physically inclined than I am and so reading was something that was a little bit of a struggle for him but he didn't really have anyone who helped him find things that he enjoyed reading. And I wonder how many kids that that's the case where they could love reading if they had had the right environment to encourage a love of books, a love of literature, and a love of research and understanding and learning rather than just being forced to engage with that. So that, those experiences have been what helped me to approach reading and learning as I have with my children and taking a more unschooling type approach. 
But even with that understanding and even with the study I have done about education and learning processes and child development and relationships and all that kind of thing, it was still hard to trust the process. I still had those moments where I was like, my child is behind, we should sit down and we should do some phonics practice. We should sit down and we should, you know, take a simple book and have them send it out to me, even if they weren't really inclined to do it. And so I, I had to learn how to trust the process, trust my child that they would engage with it when they were ready, as long as they had those positive experiences with books and that they had an enjoyment and a desire to be able to engage with that on their own. But learning how to trust myself and trust them has been so beneficial to me and to my relationship with my kids. I, I love with homeschooling how I have the opportunity to really look at my kids and, and watch them as they grow and watch them as their eyes light up, as they learn new things, as they engage in new projects, as they pretend and imagine and that their desire to share it with me is there as well. I know that that's something that so many parents whose children are in a public or even a private school, they don't have that opportunity to engage with that conversation with their child. They don't have the opportunity to watch their eyes light up as they learn something new or as they become interested in something. And I love that. I love also watching how their relationships with each other are so... There's still a little bit of bickering. There's still a little bit of learning how to communicate with each other, a little bit of rivalry at times. But overall, my children get along remarkably well and they play together very well and they want to share things with one another and they want to engage each other with the experiences that they're having. And I love seeing that. I love seeing how much they care about one another and how much they rely on one another. I love the closeness that I have with my kids that I feel like would be more challenging to have without having them home as much as they are. What else do I love? Oh, I love having conversations with them on a regular basis that are really in depth and that challenge what I know, challenges what they know, that allows us to learn and grow together and to be able to build stronger bonds between us. And I get to have those conversations regularly because my kids are here and because I get to watch as they, as they learn and they grow. It's not to say that if they were in school we couldn't have those conversations and I would definitely prioritize them if they were and that we couldn't build a family culture that that, that is a part of how we function as a family. But I do have more opportunities for those and that is something I really appreciate. <laughs> it is definitely a struggle to have everyone in the house all the time and there isn't ever really an opportunity to start 
or to take care of the house without people there. And there's just this wear and tear of having the number of people in our house <laughs> that we have. I do find sometimes, especially the last few years, there has been a bit of a struggle for us to build the community we really would like to have. We do have a few really good friends, really good homeschool friends that we interact with regularly. But where I am, we don't have a co-op and we don't have some of the same opportunities that there are in other places. We have a lot of freedom, which I really appreciate. We don't have any oversight. We don't have any any specific requirements that, we're, that we have to meet for homeschooling. And I really appreciate that. But I do miss having places that we can go regularly to build a community of homeschoolers. And so we just have our small tight-knit group, which my kids love their friends. I get along with the parents really well. We love that. We love that we have good friends. But it would be nice to have more educational opportunities for my kids to engage in than I feel like are easily accessible where we are right now. So I started this podcast because I've seen other parents who have very specific topics that they struggle with. Things like how do I prepare my child for graduation and how do I help them be college ready? How do I make sure that they'll be able to be accepted in colleges? And questions like how do I help my child to read? when they really are resistant to reading or how do I help them learn what they need to for math because math is an important skill, life skill that they're going to need. They're going to be able to have to be able to do their finances and be able to use the basics of arithmetic in their life. And so that was one of the reasons why I've started this journey. I really like doing interviews because I think the different perspectives are really beneficial and being able to see how different people approach education with their children, their household culture, parenting, that kind of thing, because we're all different. We all have different, there are basic needs that we all have, but then there's needs that we have that are different from other people. And so understanding that you aren't alone in how you approach life, that you know there are some of us who unschooling works really, really well for, that. We like having that flexibility and spontaneity and stuff. But then the, there's other people who like the schedule, who like being able to know what's coming next and know what needs to be done. And that really gives them peace of mind. I think that that is a really beneficial thing for people to understand that they're not alone in how they approach their homeschool journey with their family. I wanted people to have an opportunity to see what this whole journey can look like. And that sometimes, sometimes there's more that we can do, but sometimes we don't need to do as much as we think we need to. And help relieve some of that guilt that we have as parents that we aren't doing enough. And understanding what enough looks like and that that might be different for each child even. You know, there's going to be some kids who absolutely, they know that they want to go to university, they want to go to college. And so we need to make sure that they're college ready. 
there's gonna be some kids who don't know what they want and need that flexibility and maybe we want them to be college ready but they also want to look at other opportunities as well maybe we need to help them have the basics of entrepreneurship and being able to understand things like marketing and the resources that they they need for building a business and there may be kids who neither of those is going to be their option maybe kids want to trade instead and so and all of those approaches are valid what i want to help parents know is that whatever approach you take these are the things that will make that road the simplest and the easiest for you because life is challenging enough we all have those challenges that we go through and so if i can help simplify that road for you i want to be able to do that and so that's that's why i i'm doing what i'm doing is because i want people to be able to have a resource where they can turn to to be able to go okay this is the approach I want to take. I want to, want to understand more about Charlotte Mason. I want to understand more about unschooling. I want to understand more about classical education. I want to understand more about how to use specific curriculums to be able to help my child be college ready. I want to understand how to be able to take the life experience that we have and use it on transcript. And so that's kind of how I have fallen into this is that I've seen a gap in that understanding of how to be able to approach some of these questions that people have and making resources available to parents and to homeschool families so that they feel prepared to engage with their journey in whatever way that they feel they need to. So I hope as you go on this journey with me that you'll be able to gain some of those insights and some of those resources that you might need in your family and in your homeschool experience and that you'll be able to feel more confident in giving your kids exactly what they are going to need for their journey to feel prepared as they jump into adulthood because that's what that's what this is all about for me. It's not about getting my kids a diploma. It's about having my kids have the skills and the understanding to be able to learn whatever they're going to need to learn to be the kind of adult that they want to be. So I'm excited to be going on this journey and I look forward to sharing with you on the next one. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to Diary of a Homeschooler. I hope you gained some insights that will help you and your family in your education journey. I look forward to having you join me on the next episode.